0: Llegó la hora de ponerte las pilas y prepararte para las fiestas en The Home Depot. Porque al comprar una herramienta Ryobi seleccionada, te llevas gratis una batería extra Ryobi One Plus. Sí, una batería extra gratis para que le saquen jugo a un regalo útil y duradero. Visita una tienda o recibe entrega gratis en más de 2 millones de productos elegibles por Internet. Ponte las pilas y haz que las fiestas sean mágicas. Con los regalos de The Home Depot, haces más, logras más. Welcome back to another episode of the Baby Bed Podcast. I'm Sandeep Rao, And many of you over the past few years or maybe over the past few months have heard a couple of these statements. Man, as long as I'm pursuing my passion, I don't care how much money I'm making. And at the other end of the ex- ex- spectrum, you have these fuckers who are like, oh, I work on Wall Street. I just graduated from Harvard Business School. It's all about the money. Now... <clears throat> Possibly on this podcast, on previous episodes, I've spoken about the idea of money and more importantly about doing things that give you fulfillment versus just the paycheck of um, paycheck at the end of the month, Uh, salary jobs, nine to fives and a mindless existence in a corporate structure to get a sense Of fulfillment through monetary benefit. Uh, People make money uh, for savings, for uh, their their, their future, for a home. So, of course, um, you need money in today's day uh, day and age, in today's society. But on today's episode, I want to talk about the idea of do we really need money and more importantly, that's a stupid question to be done. Of course, we need money. I just said that, fucking idiot. But what I meant is, um, are there different kinds of money that you can make for yourself? Um, you know, the basic money versus the money for satisfaction and the money for recognition. Uh, I don't know why I'm stumbling. It's very cold in Bangalore, so I have a bit of the stutter. It comes out in December. Uh, I blame it on the weather, but I think it's actually the drugs. Prescription medication, of course. There's <laughs> nothing, nothing hardcore. We're in 2019, there's no hardcore drugs, man, anymore. There are, but it's more now. Oh, uh, what's it called? Zantac and uh, not is, is that an anti-anxiety medicine? Anything? It's anything you can say is an anti-anxiety medicine. But it is uh, today's episode, which we're talking about, which is of course money. And uh, yeah, what is the title called? I came up with the title. Um... Yeah. Do we need something like that? You you read the title. Anyway, uh, of course, if you are a regular listener, thank you very much for coming back on board. If you're a first timer, uh, I would appreciate you to come back again and again. And you can leave your thoughts, prayers, feedback, recommendation and ideas for future episodes on whichever platform you listen to your podcast on. And um, yeah, if if you're in the mood to share it, that would be nice. If you're in the mood to review it, I know it takes some work and effort, but uh, it would go uh, some way in helping me out, so I would appreciate it. So, thank you, and see you on the other side. The Baby Bed Podcast with Sunday pro Baby, check it out. Baby, baby. So, do we need money? I think we do. Bye. That's been another episode. <laughs> That's as simple as that. All right, so let's break it down into a couple of things. As I said, there are a couple of categories of people. Now the first kind and a lot of them fall into the artistic spaces and maybe even the volunteer work in the social entrepreneurship space where they kind of have a career early on. They do the mundane expectations which are required They exist as opposed to uh, living in their own words and then finally the light hits them and they're like, oh my God, what have I been doing? I've just been uh, existing without any purpose or without any passion in my life and then they take up this really... Uh, off the beaten path kind of profession or even um, a, a, a cause and then the next thing you know your newsfeed is flooded with fucking oh my god I didn't realize I was blind until I found that being that saving kittens from you know, <laughs> from Montessori education is, is something which I was meant to do I was, I was destined to be you know a, a person who appreciates art by puppies you know it's just all over the place which is perfectly good if you're a person who loves what you're doing. But just don't fucking put it in my face, dude, because it's it's your passion, right? It's not uh, my passion that you're pursuing. Let's let's make that clear. Now, of course, the other extreme of the people who are just talking about money uh, in all conversations, in all meetings, in all encounters, it's uh, dropping the big numbers. It's either the appraisal or how much they got in bonus or how much their stocks are worth now, Their uh, how many of their stocks got vetted. Uh, invested by the companies which they can sell how much they've invested how much they've bought what new properties so the passion group and the entirely um, transparent superficial yet honest in a way they're so honest about their um, sole purpose of making money it's almost refreshing nowadays because I feel we're going down this complete uh, complete transformation in society where it's kind of in limbo right now where it's Kind of, if you want to compare it uh, to politics, it's almost that people for the longest time hated conservatives because they were just conservative, but now as a result of hating what uh, or, or, or tripping on what they hate, they become their worst enemy, right? So it's kind of like that with these holier than thou, virtuous people who shit on uh, conventional jobs, on conventional I- ideas, and conventional. Uh, ways of looking at life. Um, and now they have kind of become their own worst enemy by becoming annoying. Because I feel, let's just get a couple of things out of the way when it comes to what these people do because there's this culture now, the woke culture, uh, the culture of alternative careers, the culture of speaking your mind and the culture, more importantly, of sharing your ideas, right? Because there's this platform, TED and TEDx and uh, just the the idea of TED becoming uh, where it, what it has now, because I've given a few TED talks, right? TEDx talks. Let's let's be honest. I, I don't. I haven't given TED someday, but I've spoken, and I was quite quite thrilled when I was called for TEDx uh, in 2012, and I was like, wow, this is this is interesting, and I'm quite touched that they find my work and they find what I've done quite uh, interesting and 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 worth sharing with other people. And fast forward five years later, and you, you know i I took it up as an idea to not just talk about what I've done because I feel this is the fundamental thing which I appreciate. In many TED Talks and TEDx Talks I've seen, it's about leaving the audience with something at the end of it. Either it's about a behavior, about a pattern, about a certain way in which they can contribute or even they can benefit themselves. But what I've noticed in a lot of the Indian TEDx Talks, which I've done and I've shared with people on stage, the the speakers have excellent resumes. It's a typical Indian thing, either rocket scientist or a biologist or a microbiologist or a marine scientist. And it just goes on and on and on. So a couple of these TEDx I hosted Speakers come on, you're expecting them to impart some great ideas and at least with with the way our country is going, something that people can look forward to and something people can adapt and adopt in their day-to-day life which can make society as a result, as a whole, a better place. But it's just a fucking bragging competition about how their dicks or their vaginas, whatever, are more juicy or bigger. It's about how they did this, the hardship. I'm like, dude, we know... Your fucking brochure says how much you've done, but can you now take it to the next level? Can we have a a bit of insight into what you've learned as a result of achieving so much? But no, it's just the typical Indian spiel. It's like, I did this, my parents didn't want me to, but I have done. So maybe I expected too much. But maybe that's where India is right now when it comes to expectations from people who are doing different things or people, for that matter, who are high achievers. Because any conversation now, hmm, who's the man's name who's dropped is Mr. Sundar Pichai. Oh, 200 million dollar employee of Google. Uh, Little does he know that he's the fall guy for the Google fall down, which is going to happen very soon. And um, yeah, when shit hits the fan, throw in the Indian guy to take the blame. (laughs) So we are kind of in that limbo of like, do we still adore the techies and the doctors and the lawyers and the successful engineers, or do we uh, adore and look up to these alternative comedians or actors or modern artists or contemporary dancers or special ed teachers? So we're neither here nor there. So therefore, I want to bring it uh, to, the, to the to the to the topic of today, being money, right? Now, of course, let's just get the basics out of the way. Money is important. Um, Unfortunately or fortunately, that's how things are. If you need money, um, you make money and you make money because you need it and you need it to live. You need it for the basic uh, things, food, clothing, shelter. And unfortunately, in our country, a lot of people don't get those basics. So therefore, they don't have the choice of career. They just do what it takes to wake up in the morning, go out there, uh, find something that they can do or something that people allow them to do. And in many cases, people are barely making uh, ends meet e- despite the fact that they work and they slog and they just, you know, the blood, sweat and tears. And it's literally barely enough to feed themselves or if they have kids. And uh, it's it's just a hard life. And uh, something I want to talk about very soon is also the the idea of uh, population. And I, a lot of people use the word crisis and control. and But I just think, you know... People, many people don't know any better, and it's just—it's just a bad situation. So I'll talk about that in the next episode. But uh, yeah, so there, there, there are those people, and many people who even might be more uh, upmarket from your typical person who's doing menial labor in their definition, a person who might, might wear trousers, who might wear a shirt, who might wear an office suit, a lady who might have an education and do these uh, so-called prescribed um, jobs for success. They might be in a corporate outfit. They might be in an ad agency. So they know about the world outside through social media and through Scoop poop or <laughs> TEDx. But at the same time, they are basically making money for the same reason. Uh, it might not be as um, difficult to make ends meet. But what I've noticed is that as the money flows in, the expectations change, but at the same time, the situation doesn't. Like, what do I mean by that? Now, the person who might be a daily wage earner might just need the basics of just three meals or two meals, just might need good drinking water, might just need to pay the basic rent for a small house, which he shares with his wife and how many of her kids. Now, as you make more money, That changes from just the basic meals to a nicer meal to maybe uh, internet and a mobile connection and a new mobile and nicer clothes and nicer food and maybe a nicer place, maybe a mode of transport, maybe a bike or a car. And then as the money increases, so uh, you get what I'm saying. So the thing is, you get more in your life. And this is something which a lot of people talk about. but you're still stuck in the trap because it was earlier, you know, 10,000 a month or maybe 300 rupees a day. Now it's a lakh a month, maybe it's two lakhs a month, then it's going up. But as you make more, you want more and as you want more, the same bind and the same kind of fix you're in. Now that is money you make to live. Um, The reason I bring this up as living is that's money you need now upon um, uh, on top of that you might save some money because you have dreams you either have uh, the dream of buying your parents a house or maybe your own dream home uh, starting a family and then saving up for the kid uh, the children's education depending on how many kids you irresponsible fuckers are having Um, I'm just gonna sip Mm -hmm. it went warm I haven't had a sip since I opened it at the beginning of the episode that's self-control so, you have uh, money which you make because you need money to live. Now, I've been doing stand-up for 10 years. In fact, uh, last week was um, the 4th of December was my birthday. You can feel free to wish me because I'm insecure. No, I, I thank you. But I, I was thinking to myself, what have I been doing? Have I been doing enough? Uh, what can I do? And what do I want? Now... Yes, from the beginning, while I didn't need the money, like like for instance, this year has not been a great year when it comes to the number of shows and the number of projects I've been asked to do or just in general the revenue flow has been low. So I was thinking about what I said when I started doing comedy in 2012 full-time, right? I'm doing this because I love doing it, because I love getting up on stage. I love traveling. I love sharing my ideas, my jokes, my stories, my experiences. And when I can overcome my insecurities and show the chink in my armor, it makes the world a more level playing field. And that way people feel more comfortable that they are insecure as well. And that way a a room full of people who don't know each other from different backgrounds, from different mindsets, from different ideologies, but different issues can laugh for those 30 minutes with me and with themselves, is what I said. And the money, the fame are byproducts of what uh, I love doing. Now, 10 years later, has that thought changed? Uh, Seven years later, uh, has that thought changed? It hasn't entirely, but there is a realistic uh, appreciation of what's going on. Now, as I said, I don't need the money to uh, live in the sense I'm not going to be in the streets. I I do have a comfortable life. I don't have fuck you money, but I have money. I can, you know, I have people who I employ. I have um, um, the opportunity to travel. I have. Um, the comfort and the luxury of living in a home without worrying about being chucked out in the streets. I have my own car. I, I go out, I travel, I have a couple of cars. So it's a good life when it comes to why do I need money? Do I have enough money to live? Of course, I have enough money to live. I have the latest tech. I have access to a network of people which will ensure that I'm never going to need a social or financial saving. But that made me... Uh, move on to the next thought about money is that I've seen a lot of people in this business, especially in the line of work, I'm in, which is stand-up comedy, starting after me, uh, playing the marketing game right, uh, putting in just enough thought and just enough strategy, if that's the right word for this, and being at the right place at the right time who have catapulted into the higher echelons of power and the higher networks of um, income, connections, platforms, and what happens that in that case, it might be in the case of music, acting, um, in stand-up, is that it then gives you a bunch of options. It gives you first of all a security blanket, a security safety net, if you want to call it, which allows you to be a little I wouldn't say complacent but a little more comfortable um not work I wouldn't say working as hard but not innovating as much uh, trying to uh, develop your act or your your your, your, your entire sort of art form, because you are getting the benefit of doubt from these big players, either the, the the platforms like Netflix or Amazon, or the big corporates that are writing your checks. So you have a little bit, a little bit. Now, of course, we have seen stories like Backstreet Boys 10 years later, no one or or massive celebrities who've just fallen off and now they're just literally dealing with a drug problem on the streets. So I'm not saying this is a generalization, but there is uh, a lot of uh, things you can get away with. Like, for instance, if you are a comedian who's not doing very well right now, you will be approached by people and you will be uh, asked to reduce your price. You will be asked to do things for uh, for a lot less money. You will be asked to give ideas and then they don't get back to you. Take your ideas and pitch it to someone else who's more successful and therefore... They get your good idea with the fame and the following of a bigger comedian and you get screwed over while that's happening the same comedian who might have a shitty idea will get paid by a brand to tweet about them for about five lakhs and you just see the money flowing in there and you're like why not me these are things i've observed over the past few years right like people uh so-called comedians slash social media influencers uh, being all self-righteous saying you know i'm never going to endorse an alcohol brand i'm only going to do you know, kombucha and the next day they're doing you know a liquor brand and they're getting money from both sides, so I don't understand the concept of social media influencing. So what I'm trying to say is that when you get to that place that that's not money to live. It's 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 money because you are there. Um, it, it's you made it, you're in the circle now. And um, I don't know if you're in control of that. So, of course, there are people who continue working harder, reinventing themselves as actors, as musicians. Uh, but I'm saying you are in the circle. So you have been given a lot more leverage and you've been given the benefit of the doubt now how much I have to convince a brand or a platform to pick up my my one hour stand up special that person has to put in 50% less for the second show after the first show 25% I mean 75% less and then 100% it's By the way, guys, this is not a generalization. This could be different from case to case, but it happens a lot more than it doesn't, right? So it becomes easier. Now, of course, five specials in a row, if you're fucking fucking up so badly that people are walking out and you completely destroyed what you created, that is your fault and you're a fuckhead for doing it. But I'm saying you don't have to work as hard to impress people as much once you're there. So that's the idea of what I meant by the money thing. Do we need money? Yes, I do. I think that's the topic. I can't. Why can't I can't remember the topic's name or uh, the title of the episode. Do we need money? Yes. Oh, do I need money? Oh. Uh, do we? Anyway, I'll. 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 I'll um, it's there in the title. Why am I fucking around? So that's the kind of money I'm talking about in today's episode. It's not about doing what you love, and it's not about. Uh, doing it for the right reasons because you love doing it. But it's just that it's not as easy as people make it out to be. And it's not as clear cut as, hey, I love doing what I'm doing. I love pursuing my passion. Fuck the money. It's not that important. You know why? It's not about the physical... Uh, bank balance, uh, which is going up. I mean, of course it is. I'm not trying to sound metaphorical or allegorical. I'm saying it is recognition for what you are good at. Now, um, when I say money, it means two things. It means recognition in the form of a paycheck or a or, or number of projects which pay money or recognition in the form of um, getting you in the club, in the club of Uh, The fan base uh, of the ability to do your shows across the world and get ticket sales, etc. All these are things which earn you a sense of income. So that's what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, recognition. So that's what I was thinking about. And that's what I want to talk about in today's episode is um, after a point, yes, you know, I've been doing comedy. And I I have, um, yeah, in many cases, procrastinated. I have not Um, acted at the right time. I haven't probably um, been very um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very uh, instrumental in, in in playing the internet game well. I, I haven't played the social media angle right. So yes, but at the same time, have I done nothing in the past 10 years? Absolutely, fuck no. I've uh, done the things I wanted to do. I did the festivals across the world. I did my specials. I spoke about my blindness on stage, which was fucking hard. And I did travel and I've done the things. I've done live comedy and I've done more shows which have been killer than... Uh, shows that are bad you know of course you're gonna have bad shows but i would say nowadays in 2019 i've got to a place where i am comfortable with myself and my insecurities and my my adequacies and my inadequacies right i know what i can do and i know what i can't i've started this podcast earlier this year so i know what my strength is i know definitely what my weakness is and I know that I've got a bunch of layers in me, which is besides my blindness. There's the anxiety I've spoken about. There's the alcohol which I've spoken about. There's the insecurity about various things. It's the uh, the, the, the lack of comfort with my body, the lack, the, the inability inability to do things that I could, like I've spoken about, like driving, play a sport, reading. So there are a bunch of things that have all come together for me into this person I am now and that's what I talk about on stage it's not so much about the jokes and the delivery and the modulation and the punch lines and the timing which are things you pick up after doing it for nine ten years it's kind of there in you it's like playing the guitar if you play it for nine years you will have that muscle memory you will have the practice and the ability to play and make that instrument sound better right so there is of course those things which are things you have to do like you can't just for, unlearn and forget whatever you've done over the past 10 years in those aspects those skills that repertoire but I'm saying this is where I am in the let's put it this way those are instruments those are tools that I can use in comedy but what about the person wielding that instrument what about that person who's exploring and using that repertoire that's what I worked on over the past 10 years and I was thinking this year that fuck there's nothing to show I don't have a single Uh, special out on a single platform which people today are calling oh fuck the recognized platforms I don't have a fan base or a subscriber base that is uh, even noteworthy when it comes to people looking at statistics to hire you and I don't have um, a lot of things that people look at today uh, for gauging criteria I mean the criteria for success but is that something which is going to stop me is uh, what I thought. Is it going to prevent me from um, pursuing my passion? No, but it is going to make me pursue it more sensibly and act on it more uh, practically. Uh, because you might have heard this concept about everyone in a similar industry runs the race, right? It might call it the rat race or everyone plays the game. Now, what I, I'm i trying to do is change, uh, disrupt the game that's been played because everyone right now is putting up youtube videos getting their hits and trying to get likes shares and subscribes and as a result drive crowds for their live shows as a result uh, their stats look good amazon netflix will make uh, an effort to reach out to them they speak the regional languages which is the hot thing right now for all these platforms and as a result they're playing the formula that's expected them expected of them uh, podcasting right now is hot. So, a lot of people are doing the interview format. They're getting everyone. They're speaking about mental health. They're speaking about success and failure. They're speaking about passion. So, all the things I spoke about today. And they're trying to crack the formula that's expected that you guys, as listeners, want them to talk about. So, all I'm saying is, I don't know what's right, what's wrong, but I'm not going to do that anymore. This is what I've been doing. I'm going to continue. Uh, going to as many shows, getting uh, hopefully an audience for those shows, an audience for this podcast. And all I'm trying to say is that it, it's for as an artist, you need some of that recognition, money and not just uh, money to live, you know, because yeah, it's not just enough after 10 years to get enough money to smoke a joint or get a beer or go out for a burger. Um, those days are gone. You need some money. And I think you, if you're an artist right now, you'll know what I'm talking about. Some kind of recognition, uh, where you can use that money to reinvest into your business if you get whatever the numbers are, if you get a certain contract or you get a certain uh, project, then that money gives you the um, it gives you the sense of confidence to go and push the envelope and make yourself a better version of that artist right you can either become. Um, more in depth you can spend more time focusing on what really matters in your art form as opposed to trying to pander to what is expected of you because that that model doesn't work if you're only fitting into the tick marks and the check boxes that people are expecting you to fit into then that's probably going to give you like uh, enough money for now but it's not going to give you enough recognition money later on so I think what I'm going to basically conclude with is that I don't know if I have it right now, but I think I've realized that it is important to reinvest uh, what you can create for yourself because that gives you uh, a lot more um, of a driving force to push yourself and change the way things are being played because otherwise you just, today's 10 years 20 years I could be talking about the same thing and it's probably the same game of views or maybe in 20 years it's like, oh, I didn't get the virtual fucks or I didn't give the virtual infucks or whatever the word might be back uh, in the future. And I'm instead of Netflix, it might be another platform. Who knows what's going to happen? But the point is that um, I tried applying, uh, not for a job, but I tried... Um, I sent my special to Netflix. They said, it's it's we're not looking at English this year. I pitched a couple of uh, concepts to Audible. They're taking their own speed time. Let's, let's hope that something comes up there. I'm being very honest. I don't even know if I have a conclusion or the right way of looking at this. But of course, as I said up top, you can share your feedback and your um, thoughts on this. And of course, if you have a similar experience, if you're going through a similar situation, you can share that with me on Twitter or Instagram. That's at Soapy Rao. But what I... Uh, on genuinely I'm feeling right now is that how much ever passion drives you and how much ever you love what you do, there needs to be a sense of um, recognition in the form of money and in the form of entering that club, which can help you. And if you're the right kind of artist, you'll use that as a driving force to make yourself, I wouldn't say product, but a better Performer, a better writer, um, a better speaker, as the tools, but also more importantly, it'll give you uh, more time to introspect, retrospect, and grow and evolve. So that's where I'm coming from. I still can't fucking recollect the title. I know uh, all all of you are like, "Dude, look at your notes." And guess what? I don't have notes. (laughs) I. I'm really, really upset with myself that I can't remember the title. I just literally wrote the title. That's uh, By the way, that's all I write for the episodes. Um, I write the title and once it's edited, uh, the my, my, my sound guy sends back the file. I write the description after I listen to what it's like. Oh, I'm like, well, this is what it was about. But it wasn't meant to uh, sound like this uh, <laughs> at the beginning, at the get-go. But of course... That's life for me and thank you uh, for being a part of this podcast and I will try putting up a few more before the end of the year. You um, are much appreciated as a listener. Thank you very much and of course, as I said, share this if you want. Um, Let me know what you think and I would love it if you could review it and uh, more importantly, be back for another episode which will happen sooner than later. In fact, next week, I'll be back on the Red podcast. I'm Sandeep Rath. Thanks for listening. So thanks again, appreciate it.